Okay. Books of the Bible. Genesis. Exodus. Now, one before. It's about the Levites. Leviticus. Judges. One before. Uh, gosh darn it, I had all these memorized. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's a guy's name. Josh- Joshua. Joshua. Yes. Ruth. Yep, first and second Samuel. Mm hmm. What do you do with the kings if you're writing history, Mason? You chronicle the kings. First and second chronicles. Are we doing it again? We... We're, we're doing the whole... Oh, oh, we're supposed to study the whole entire thing? I thought we were... Oh. You were only supposed to technically know the other ones, but, but I said last week that they're all basically fair game. You'll, you'll learn the rest of them this week, but we are still going to go around the room because it helps you learn them. So, Ezra starts with an N. Starts with Nehi, like the pop. Nehemiah. I stopped at Kings. <laughs> Esther. Esther. Yeah. Job. Psalms. Yes, Proverbs. Ecclesiastes. Yes, say it now. Say it like you meant to say it. Ecclesiastes. Yes. Job, Psalms, Ecclesiastes. Song of the king who was King David's son. No, King David's son was, starts with an S, rhymes with Malaman. Solomon. Solomon, Song of? Solomon. Song of Solomon, yeah. I need you to say the whole thing, though. Oh. Song of Solomon. Yes, good, well done. Isaiah. Mm-hmm. The Weeping Prophet, remember what his name was from last time? Oh, uh... Starts with a J. Jer. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. He's looking at me. <laughs> it's it's another word for to cry out. Oh. oh yeah, we have this. Yeah, Isaiah Jeremiah is the weeping prophet because he also. Starts with an L. Lamb. Lamentations. Yes. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. Is that a question? Yes, but I'm asking, is that a question? Because you said Ezekiel. Ezekiel, good. Thrown into a lion's den. Um, Starts with a D. David. Not David. Dan. Daniel. Yeah. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. No, we're done with Jeremiah. 
He's a major prophet. We're in the minor prophets now. Hosea starts with J. Joel. Amos. Amos. Good work, Mason. Obadiah. Yes. You know this one, swallowed by a big fish. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh... Yes. Yes. Supposed to go to Nineveh, and he ran away and was swallowed by a fish. And then he got barfed out. <laughs> and then he went to Nineveh. And then they listened to him, and then he got mad that they listened to him. And then the Lord chewed him out, and that's the end of the book. <laughs> Am I allowed to look back? Nope. Oh. I told you last week was the only week you were going to get to do that. I thought... I thought Starts with a J. Joe. Jonah? Jonah. Micah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Zephaniah. Nope, not Zephaniah. Zechariah. Nope, not not oh yet. Gosh. There's 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 one more. Starts with an H. H. Uh, it's a weird sounding name. Habakkuk. Yes, Habakkuk. Zephaniah. Remember the song. The first the first part is what you call a nasty, mean old woman. Hag. Hey, guy. Father of John the Baptist. Similar name, not the same person. Blank, Ariah, and Elizabeth. Zechariah. Malachi. Malachi. Yeah, good work. The song got stuck in my head, and the lamentations part did too. Yeah. Good, that's what it's supposed so to do. <laughs> well, then they're doing their job, Memphis. I don't sing songs to you because they think it's entertaining. No, what so am I here to amuse you? Okay, good. For next time, I think it's just learn the rest of the books, but I'll check. Um, yeah, all the books of the Old Testament are for next time. So learn, learn them all, and that's the only, that's the only um, memory work you have apart from working on your terms. Okay? After this week, then we start with the catechism. And this is me reminding you, how many minutes a day should you spend studying all your terms and going through your catechism? Memphis. Ten. Ten minutes a day. You can spend more than ten minutes a day if you would like, but you must spend at least ten minutes a day. And that's actually a very easy thing for you to do. You want me to tell you the best way to do it? Before you go to bed, go through all your terms and just read through them and make sure you remember what the terms are. And then work on your catechism as part of your prayers before you go to bed. And then it'll help to stick in your brain better. Okay? So you don't need to know the catechism for next week. Next week, just learn the rest of the books of the Bible of the Old Testament and make sure you really get those down. But then starting next week, you're going to start getting assigned the catechism bits, okay? And that's really important. So, let's do a term quiz. Everybody needs a paper and a writing utensil. (laughs) Are you going to take the term quiz? Okay. That is just fine. You are exempt from that. Good. See what happens when you get old? She's not in this for a grade. And she doesn't care about the bragging rights. What if she is? Pardon me? What if she is? 
What if she is what? Into the grave. But she's not. Yeah, what if she wants to? But she's not. Wait, wait, are we doing all the terms? Uh, well, you only have five terms, so all five of them are going to be on the quiz. But, oh, I, okay. but I will... You know, it'll, it'll be easier if you use the other side of that paper. Oh, well, give that to me. Just get a different one. You know who made these papers? Carolyn did. You can tell her she... Here, give it to me. That have double sides? Oh, well, just... If they have a double side, just don't use it. See, we recycle. If you, if you pay attention to the paper that you have... Sometimes they have my sermons on them. Sometimes they have choir music on them. Sometimes they have meeting minutes on them. Sometimes they're just blank. Sometimes they're just blank. There actually is only five terms. Just, yep. There was only five terms that you needed to know for today, and the term quizzes are only five, only five questions. Yeah, plus bonus if I give you some bonus ones, which I may or may not. But after today, you will, you will be getting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more, plus your five. So that brings it to 13. And how many of those 13 are fair game for the term quiz for next week? How many of those are fair game? Emma. All of them. Guess what? The further we get into this class, the more terms you have to know. And I will go back to old ones and surprise you. So when you study your terms, make sure you go all the way back to the beginning. And the easiest way to do it is just to look at it and to read through these. You don't even have to do flashcards or anything. You can just read through them. All right. Term number one. The 12 Old Testament books after... The Pentateuch. The twelve Old Testament books after the Pentateuch. That means you have to know what the Pentateuch is. Number two. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who is the one true and living God. And I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me when the feast day is celebrated, which was part of the definition of the term. So you get a bonus point if you can tell me when the feast day for whatever we call this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is. That's your bonus question. Number three. God's act of making all things out of nothing by his word. What is the name of God's act of making all things out of nothing. Only by the power of his word. Number four. The first five books of the Bible written by the prophet Moses. And I'm going to be really generous with you today, and I'll give you a bonus point for each additional name you can give me. 
you can you can put down one correct name of what that group of books is called and you will get one point. You can put two names that are correct of what that book is called and you will get two points. You can put three and you will get three. And if you somehow think of a fourth, I'll give you the fourth. And lastly, number five, the name of the Son of God from eternity. The name of the Son of God from eternity. And this will be the only time I tell you this. The answer to this is not Jesus. He does not get named Jesus until he is born. What is the name of the Son of God from eternity? Okay, do you need me to repeat any of these? Cameron. Uh, well, was there a, a bonus point for Number four. For number four? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Did you, did you want, do you need me to repeat what the uh, bonus no. point is? Are you, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Do you need me to repeat any of these anymore? Okay. Okay. Sophie, number one. Historic the historical books, correct. Good. Mason, number two. Holy the Holy Trinity, that is correct. Okay, and Mason, do you have the bonus question? No. Cameron? No. Leela? No. Emma? Memphis? No. Sophie? Happy Friday? It's called it's called well, Good, Good Friday. Friday. Yeah, that's what it it's is. It's not Happy yeah. Friday. Good Friday. <laughs> it's not a party. <laughs> uh, the answer is the Feast of the Holy Trinity is the first Sunday after Pentecost. So the pyramids are red for Pentecost, and then when you come to church the next time, they're white for Holy Trinity, and then the next time you come back, they're green for the first Sunday after Trinity. And then they're green for a really long time. All summer, basically. And then they'll turn white and red and then purple. I heard the red is really pretty. Yes. That's what Sue said. Mm -hmm. Okay, number three, Cameron. Uh, creation? Creation is correct. Number four, Leela. I'm just gonna guess Moses. Not Moses. Moses is the name of the man. Emma? Uh, Pentateuch for uh, Moses. So you actually did put four. Yeah, I learned them because I knew we were gonna do bonus questions. <laughs> Good girl. Yes. Okay. Yep. You get you get four for that. You've got all four. Okay. If you have the Pentateuch the Torah, the Law, or the Law of Moses, or any combination of those, you get one or more points, depending on how many you have. Cameron? Uh, bonus points? Or, or just points? Like, Is there a difference? Like, do, you, do you have... Did you put 
at least one of those down. Yeah. I okay, then you get one point. Did you have how many do you have? Two. Then you get two points. There's no difference between a bonus point and a regular point. They all count the same at the end. <laughs> okay. Memphis, number five. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God is a person, not a thing. Jesus is the Word of God. So when I ask you, because I will do this one, fair warning, all the time. I do this one all the time. Because you have to remember that the Word of God is a person, not a thing. The Word is Jesus. Okay, Memphis, how'd you do? So how many did you get correct? How many points total do you have? Four. Four? You didn't get any of the bonus ones? Yeah. Okay. Cameron? Uh, I got six, I think. You think? Just, just count them up. Tell me how many you have. Six. Okay. None of this I think business. Emma? My word. Okay, Mason. Three. Leela? So, uh, on the word of God, I just put a God. Would that count? You just put what? God. No, does not count. Has to be the word of God. God is not the name of Jesus. Uh, St. John does not write, and God became flesh. He says, and the word became flesh. So, how many do you have then? I just need to know how many you have right. You didn't get any? Hell. Sophie? Four. Four, okay. Well, now you know how these work for next time. And I'm, I'm sure you'll get an eight next time. Okay. Any questions about the term quiz or how the term quiz works? Now you all know. Uh, you can keep it or you can throw it away. Okay. What did we look at last week? Genesis. Genesis what? Chapter 1 chapter 2. Just chapter 1, really. We didn't make it all the way into chapter 2, no. But what, is, what was happening? What was the narrative that we looked at? Cameron, what was the narrative from last week? What was happening in our reading? Well... In the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. Uh, the creation? Yes. Creation. creation, that is correct. So today, uh, it's about the creation, specifically about Adam and Eve. This is very important. The, the first two chapters of Genesis are both about creation. And you already have in the first chapter, God making man, because he says, what about making man? Let us make man in Memphis. Do you remember? Anybody else remember? Let us make man in our own image. Our image. And then man is there. And then the Sabbath day is there and God rests. And that's the end of creation. And then chapter 2 is all about God creating again. But he creates man. So here's the, here's the deal. 
Chapter 1 is about the, the whole creation that God makes. Chapter 2 is about God relating to man and why man is important. And remember what question I asked you last time? Man is made in the image and likeness of God and woman is made from man. So what does that mean about woman? She's made by God too. Well, yes, but that's one of the questions that you'll see today. So, let's look at this. We'll go in clockwise order today, me to Memphis. Genesis chapter 2, we'll start at verse 4. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was an earth, and before any herb on the field yes. had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. Yep, no man to till the ground. What does it mean to till the ground, Mason? Like plow. Yeah, to plow, get it all churned up. For what purpose, Cameron? Uh, to, to plant seeds. To plant seeds, right. And what would you, what would you call it? if somebody was tilling ground and planting seeds, Cameron? Farming. Farming. And what would you call farming? When your dad gets up in the morning, does he say, well, kids, I'm going farming today. What does he call it? Uh, I'm going to working? work. So there's nobody to do what in the garden? Memphis. Harvest. Mm, think sim more simply, Sophie. Work. To work. There's nobody to work in the garden. Keep that in mind. Okay, nobody to work in the garden. Verse 6. That's you, Emma. Six. Yep. Uh, a mist. A mist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, good. A mist rose up and watered the whole face of the ground. Remember how I told you it never rained? Doesn't need to rain. Not until the flood does it rain. Everything's already taken care of. It's a self-sufficient thing. And, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Yes, how does God create man? Memphis? By word. By word? Hmm? By the Holy Trinity? Hmm? Sophie? Um, Emma? Out of the dust of the ground, yes. That's why, by the way, when you come to church on Ash Wednesday and I put ash on your forehead, which is dust, I say to you, remember, O man, that thou art dust, and to dust thou shalt return. Man is made from the dust. And what makes him a living being? Memphis. Breath. The breath. Of. So breath. 
Remember what I said last week. I don't ask any questions that don't have the answers already in the verses that we've read. The breath of God? Yes, the breath of God. And what is the breath of God? Remember from last week, Memphis? Spirit. The Spirit is the breath of God. So does man have just a body like all the other animals that have bodies? He has a soul soul too. He has the spirit in him. Man is not just a body and man is not just a soul. An angel is just soul, just spirit with no body. And an animal is just an animal, just a body. But you are an animal and a spirit together because you are flesh with the breath of God. Mason. Because all of us came from like monkeys. What? Like all of us came from monkeys, like monkeys evolved into humans. That's, that's what some theory. that's what some people think. That's the big bang theory, that's what scientists believe in. But that isn't what we would affirm. We say that God made man the way he is, not coming from monkeys. If man made monkeys and then let man come from monkeys, man's not getting the spirit that God gives him. You might act like a monkey, and sometimes you might look like a monkey, but you don't come from monkeys. You are different. Besides, did you know you have more in common with a fruit fly than you do with a monkey? I do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Your, your, your genetic code has more in common with a fruit fly than it does with a chimpanzee. Yep. So think about that. If you really want to know, according to how much you have in common with other animals' DNA, if you really want to know how you evolved, then it goes like this. Chimpanzee, horse, cat, fruit fly, human. Yep, now tell me if that makes any sense. No. Nope. So it's it's actually just a lot easier to say that God makes you the way that you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what a fruit fly is. Yeah, it's those tiny little annoying flies. Yes, that are around your fruit. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that we are still on verse 7, and I have one more question about verse 7, and that is this. Who does God create? Man. Man. Now, what's the difference between man and a man? A man is a saying, a man is a thing. Uh, they're both things. Leela, what's the difference between man and a man? A man like uh, is more mature and a man is not mature? Nope, but good guess. Emma? Um, like, he made everyone, but not just like... He didn't just make... He didn't just make him, he made everyone. Okay, yes. Memphis? They're the same? They're not the same, but they are related. Here's, I'll give it to you like this. I am a man, which means I am one of many, but all of us are man, which means what? Leela? A lot of? No. We are all man, and man has men and women, but, all, but men and women are all man. Which is like humanity. You are a human. You are a male or you are a female. But So when the Bible talks about man, God creates man. In this 
right here, he makes man out of the dust of the earth. That is a man. He makes, the, the word is Adam. He makes Adam out of the face of the earth. Now, what does Adam sound like? When you read your terms or anything about Adam, uh -huh. Adam stands for man. Yes, exactly. Okay, so it is all of humanity. So where is the woman? Well, let's find out. Verse 8. This is one of the ribs from the man. Which means, where is she? Right now, when God creates man. man. In man! Woman is in man. So when God creates woman, he takes woman out of man. But she's already there in man that was formed from the dust of the earth. See, she is made in the image and likeness of God, just like Adam is, because she is in him. Do you understand that? Do you see? Because she was one of his ribs. Mm -hmm. She is of his flesh. Now, verse 8. That's you, Leela. Oh. The Lord God planted a, a garden east, eastward and Eden. Yep, Eden. And there he put the man who, whom he had formed. Yes. Verse 9. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every the, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, continue. Oh. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes, now let's jump ahead to fifteen, Mason. You don't, this is not, it's not that it's not important, but right now we don't have a lot of time, so we're not going to talk about Havilah and gold and where the rivers are. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. Eden. Eden to tend and keep it. Yeah, Mason, what would it mean if somebody puts you in the garden to tend and keep it? Like to keep it tamed. Okay, yeah, and what would that be called? We just talked about it. He's given a job, and that means that man is put in the garden to do what? To work. So is work a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. Who institutes work? Memphis. God institutes work. God works when he creates, and then God puts man in the garden so that man can work. Why? Cameron? Uh, he needs to work in, in, in a garden so he can eat of the food. Well, God provides all of the food. Think about this, though. What, how, what is man created in the image and likeness of Memphis? God. God, in the image and likeness of God, and God works. So the, probably the reason why is because God's one man. He has other things he needs to do. So he made Adam to tend in the garden. No, not because he has other things to do. Is it a, it's a good thing for man to work. Does man get angry that he has to work? No. He loves the work that the Lord gives him. 
God works, and if you're made in the image and likeness of God, it means you do the things that God does. So God works, that means man works. God's job is to bring creation forth and to supply it, to provide food and water and everything that creation needs to live. And man's job is to enjoy that creation and to work in it too. Okay? Remember that to be made in the image and likeness means that you look like God and you are like God. Does, when Jesus comes, does he, be, does he become a dog, Sophie? No. Does he become a kangaroo? He becomes... Well, what does he become? Yes, he becomes man. Mm -hmm. So you look like Jesus, and Jesus takes on your flesh, but you also act like it. Do you have emotions? Can you be happy? Do you want to work in the garden? Well, Adam says yes, because you reflect God. Does an animal do all of the same things that you do? No, they do not. All right. Verse 15, 16, Sophie. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden. Mm -hmm. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper come Comparable. 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 Mm -hmm. Do you know what that means, Memphis? Like the same? Uh, no, not the same. The, so if you look really closely, you see the word compare in there, right? Leela, what, do, you, do you know what that word means, to be comparable? Uh, like you feel safe with them? Not exactly, Memphis. Uh... Um, so maybe like it means like make a, a human that will do the same thing as him? Sort of. It means to be a good match for. Um, there's nobody that quite meets Adam and is the way that Adam is. None of the animals can do it. Adam is the only one. You're never the same person. Right. Uh, can't be, like, if I, you can't say that you're never going to be the same as another person. He doesn't have anyone that doesn't, not so much equals him, but somebody who uh, compares to him, somebody who has strengths and weaknesses that help him so that when they come together, they work together well. He's all by himself. Um, how much did God give Adam in the garden, Cameron? Uh, like a good amount. A good amount. What would you say is a good amount? How about you look at verse 16 and then tell me what God gives. Every tree in the garden. But the... Every tree in the garden but the tree of knowledge of 
Yes. So, does God give Adam everything that he needs? Does he give him more than what he needs? Yeah. Yes, he does. He gives him every tree. Mm-hmm. Every tree but the one. So God gives him everything that is good for him. Yep. God gives everything that is good. What is better, to have everything or to have everything that is good? Memphis. To have everything that is good? Yes, not everything is good for you. So if you have everything, that's not necessarily a good thing. But if you have everything that's good for you, then that is good. You have nothing that's bad for you and only the things that are good. You won't have all things, but it doesn't matter because you only have the things that are good. Memphis. But then if he had everything that he needed, why did they why did Adam and Eve out of the tree of knowledge? Why did they eat of that tree? Yeah, because they had everything they needed. God told them not to eat that one. That thing. that seems kinda like they got greedy or something. That, Memphis is an excellent point and one that we will talk about next week in great detail. So stay tuned. What will happen in the garden? <laughs> okay. So the Lord says, it is not good that man should be alone. Uh-oh, this is the first time something is not good because all the other things that God creates, what does he say? It is good. It is good. And now what is not good? The tree of, uh, what's called? No, no, it's good. It's just not good for man to eat right now. Memphis. Uh, that man is alone. That man is alone. So, I guess, since it's not very good, it'll have bad outcomes. Like, man will get bored and then not, doesn't want to do his job anymore. It's not even that. It's just that it's not good. I want everything that's good for you. And you being alone is something that's not good for you. So I want you to have someone comparable to you, a helpmeet. Someone who is good for you. Someone who is like you. Who, who you get along with. Who works well with you. And that will be so much better for you than you being alone. That's what God says. Does that make sense, Memphis? Mm -hmm. It's not because God thinks anything bad is going to happen with man being alone. It's because man could be so much better if he had the good thing of having a helper. Because he wants everything man needs. He wants everything that is good for man. Which is like, uh, you know how grandmas and grandpas sometimes give you things that you don't really need? Yes. <laughs> yes? Mm -hmm. That's... That's the way that's the way that the Lord wants to behave. He wants to give you more than what you need, but all that is good for you. So you can say all that you need to live is what? Memphis. Food and water Food and, and Leela. Shelter. Shelter. So God could say, here's a tent and some crusty bread and a water bottle. And that's everything you need. Right? Yeah. Yes. But is that good? No. It is not good. Because he doesn't want you just to have the bare minimum of what you need. He wants you to have what all is good for you. So you have a house with a roof. 
and a nice comfy bed, and you have nice clothes and shoes, and you have more food than just bread and water, and you have more to drink than just water. You can drink milk or juice or pop or whatever you drink. Memphis. So is the Garden of Eden basically his home? It's man's home, yes. Mm -hmm. He's created to live there and to enjoy it and to love God and to let God love him. And one of the ways that God loves him is by giving him the garden and letting him have all that is good within that garden. Okay, verse 19. Can you yell it at me? Pretend you're really angry. What do I need to do to get you angry? can do it. I'm only three feet away from you. You won't, you won't offend me, I promise. You can yell at me, okay? apologizing, okay? No, no more apologizing. <laughs> I'm not angry with you. Don't, you don't have to apologize, okay? So, he, uh, out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field. That's important because is man special when he's made from the ground? No. What else is made from the ground? Memphis. Animals. Yeah, every other animal. So What's... he's not special in his own way. He's not special being made from the ground, but what is the thing that makes man special that the animals don't have? Man, uh, Mason. A soul? Yes, but use the language of Genesis. The, what does God put into man that he forms from the dust? The... Breath. The breath of... The wind? The breath of who? Whose breath? You're thinking way too hard about this. Yeah. Whose breath? Who creates? Jesus. Well, oh, God. God. And whose breath? God. Yes, the breath of God. Good. Okay. And brought them to Adam. Continue, Emma. Brought them to Adam. To see what he would call Yeah, so what's Adam doing? Naming. Naming the animals. And... Yeah, so who gets to name all the creatures, Memphis? Adam. Yes. Wait a minute. God creates all of these things. But he creates the names. And God doesn't get to name them? He doesn't get to name the things he created? What's the deal with that? He technically did. It's called animal. Sort of. Yeah, but he didn't name a monkey a monkey. Or a duck-billed platypus a duck-billed platypus. Or a penguin a penguin. Or a penguin a penguin. Whatever the animals are, who is the one that gives the name? 
Adam does. Why Adam and not God, Sophie? Well, who's the who's the king of all the animals? Man! <laughs> Adam is the king of all the animals because he has a soul. This is part of what's called dominion. You'll see that when in just a minute here, God gives dominion, is authority over creation. This is part of Adam's job to take care and to tend and to love the garden and all of the creation in the same way that God loves him. That's another way that man is in the image and likeness of God, doing things like God. Memphis. So would you know that God uh, gave this person some part of creation when it says like that was its name? Because that's kind of how it was when on the other page with mm -hmm. when God was creating, and it was... Yes. God recognizes the authority that he has given to Adam to take care of the garden. And that means that even though God is way higher up on the chain of authority than Adam is, if Adam says, that's a penguin, God says, all right, Adam, that's a penguin. And Maybe it's almost a reward for doing it's like when you go out and your mom says, you get to have 10 chickens and you can name all of the chickens. And then you go and you say, this one is Bob. Chicken Nugget. This one is Bob. This one is Francis, uh, the <laughs> Colonel or whatever. Yeah. And your mom just says, okay, whatever you name them, Bob that's the name. I don't want 10 chickens. I used to have 60 some. I don't want 10 chickens. I don't want 10 chickens. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, that was the first thing I thought. 60 200 chickens in his backyard? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Verse 20. So Adam... So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Yeah, no duck, because they're all animals. Okay, 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Mm -hmm. then, then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and, and he brought it to the man. And Adam said, this is, how bone, this is now bone of my bones. And flesh of my flesh, she she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Yes. Yes. So where is woman? In man. Why is there no better helper comparable to Adam? Because she's she's the only other thing that has a soul. Yes, she is in but him. She... So now, here's the thing. God creates man. Now, this is the difference between a man and man, okay? Ready? God creates man, One person. which is humanity. He makes human. And from humanity, he makes male and female. 
and man is made in the image and likeness of God. And because woman is taken out of man, Adam and woman, they desire to come back together. Is that why man is in woman? Yes. Yes, see? She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Mm -hmm. So, verse 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. How many fleshes? One. 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 Why? Mm. Yes. Because... Because woman is taken out of man. So man always desires woman and woman always desires man. And when they come together, they are one. Now what does that sound like? Have a baby? Well, yes. What happens before that? Preferably. Yes. Marriage. Marriage, exactly. It's the one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Why are they not ashamed? And, uh, Emma. I almost said Anna. Emma, why are they not ashamed? Because they haven't eaten from Well, that's kind of a cop-out answer. But it's true, but why is it? What is it about their relationship that they are not ashamed what do they have to hide? Nothing. Nothing. They don't have anything to hide. They love each other for who they are. They give, if you are one flesh, you give fully of yourself, one to the other person. You give fully and you receive fully. There's, noth there's nothing that the other person doesn't know about you. Even the weird mole in your armpit. Oh, I know, Mason. I know all about that. I mean, I got armpit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so man and woman now. Here it is. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Why will a man leave his father and his mother? Memphis. Because he now has a wife. And yes. Because they will have their own home together. Yes, and they make their own person together. Husband and wife, get they are married, they're joined together, and they are a new person, one flesh. Not two people, one. See, this is another example of Bible math. One man plus one woman equals one married person. See that? It is a little bit confusing, but that's also why Jesus says, hey, you shouldn't get divorced. Because if one plus one is one, then what happens if you try and rip them apart? It creates damage. It causes harm to that person. But here's the deal. Would it be, would it be both people? There are two individuals, but there's one person. Yeah, the one flesh. So, is the relationship between a son or a daughter and their mother and father the same as between a husband and a wife? No! What's the most important of those relationships? Memphis. I, you love your sister but doesn't get married to her. 
That would be weird because you don't want children with 11 toes and two noses. <laughs> but, but then father and mother, they love each other, but in marriage way. Yes, yes, they are. They are together. They are married. But you as the child, Leela, are you part of the one flesh union of your, of your parents? Of your mother and father? No, you're not. But if you get married to a nice young man, you will become one flesh with that nice young man. Do you see? You don't have the same relationship with mom and dad that you do with your husband or with your wife. So a man leaves his mother and father because ultimately, what does human mankind really want? It is not good that he would be alone, but that he would be united. Memphis. Um... That way there could be more mankind? Well, yes. They're united in one flesh? Yes, yes, yes. So here's the thing. Ready? Here's another way that man is in the image and likeness of God. How many... Is there one person or multiple persons in the Trinity? Uh, one person. One. There's three, technically. Three persons. But there's one. There's one God, but I didn't ask how many gods. I asked how many persons. Oh, three. Yeah, three. So there's multiple. How many persons are there? In marriage, one or multiple? There's one flesh, two people. It's, there's plurality. It's one flesh, even though there's two. One plus one is one, remember? Trinity, one plus one plus one is one. <laughs> See? So that's like God. What does God do out of love? He creates. What do husband and wife do out of love for each other? They have children called begetting. They create just like God creates. They give of themselves just like God gives of himself. All of this is part, just part, of what it means to be in the image and likeness of God. Okay? And they're in the garden and they're not ashamed because everything is perfect. They don't hide anything from each other. They have nothing no secrets, no hiding. They love each other fully because they are comparable to one another. And how many are there? Yeah. Two. Two. Man, woman. Is there anything in between? No. Nothing in between. There's a man and there's a woman. And, the, and marriage then is between what? Between whom? Between man and woman because man and woman are made for each other. And part of being made for each other is the begetting of children. Among many other things. But man and woman come together. There is man, there is woman. God created them male and female. That's very important, especially now. And that what marriage really is, is the union of one man and one woman. It's the institution of a man and a woman getting together. Yes, the institution created by God. Mm -hmm. Why is it important that the institution of marriage is m created by God, Memphis? So it wouldn't be perfect? Well, okay, yes, so it would be perfect. It's not perfect, though, now. But, but what is, there's a bigger reason why is it important that it's instituted by God instead of somebody else. What if I institute marriage, Sophie? Then what could happen? Pastor Ferguson instituted marriage, and he said he, this is what he thinks marriage is. 
what can you do? You can say, well, I think it's this. But if you can disagree with me, but if God institutes marriage, it just is what it is. Which means anybody can say what they think about marriage and it doesn't matter because it's something that's instituted by God. Somebody can say, I love my dog and I'm going to get married to my dog. And if that's the, a thing, man. I know, and if the government says, well, that's, that's okay, that can be marriage too, it doesn't matter what anybody else says because marriage is something that's instituted by God. People can get married to colors at this point. Yes. Somebody married the colors. Somebody married themselves. Did? Supposedly, they didn't. I mean, they didn't really, because marriage is between a man and a woman. Like a selfish person. Sounds like a strange person. Yes. Selfish I would say mentally both. deranged. Okay. So, all right, all right. Here's what you need to learn. These are your terms. The poetical books. Very back. Oh my goodness. You, well, you need to learn all of the poetical books and the term, the poetical books. Oh, these, are your, these are your terms. Yeah. Uh, I studied all of my terms. Good. D1. Yeah, that's your glossary. The poetical books, the major prophet sandwich, the minor prophets, the tree of knowledge. Hey, you guys have been in this class before. You're acting like this is your first time. You know where the terms are. This book is very weird. It's exactly the same as all the other books. Hey, the tree of knowledge, the tree of life, Adam, Eve, and marriage. Those are the terms. So if you look at lesson two, it gives you all of the terms that you need to know, and then you can find all the terms to study them at the back. Oh, wait, uh, where, where did you, you find, find E1? I got one. Uh, one, two, Cameron, go to the be Cameron, go to the beginning of the book. And find lesson two. And it will tell you all of the terms you need to study. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. There. Those are your terms. Okay. Okay, here. So, that was today. Here are the terms to remember. That's the assignment. So, learn by heart. Learn by heart all the books of the Old Testament. And learn your terms. Okay, let's go pray.